Hello, welcome to the Quippers International Podcast. This is our short version, and we are in the book of Hebrews, and we are going to finish chapter 10 today. I'm going to start by reading the last few verses there, beginning in verse 32 through the end of the chapter. But remember the former days when, after being enlightened, you endured a great conflict of sufferings, partly by being made a public spectacle through reproaches and tribulations, and partly by becoming sharers with those who were so treated. For you showed sympathy to the prisoners and accepted joyfully the seizure of your property, knowing that you have for yourselves a better possession and a lasting one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. For yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but are of those who have faith to the persevering of the soul. Well, in these last verses of chapter 10, the writer really is kind of wrapping up the heart of the book, and most of which we've studied so far has had to do with the supremacy of the ministry of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, and the result that we've been brought into a perfect relationship with God through everything Jesus has done. So what he's doing is he's kind of summarizing and transitioning now into what I would call the more practical part of the book, which is so indicative of many of the letters of the New Testament written by the apostles, where they begin their letters with what we might call a doctrinal section and then end their letters with a practical exhortation and how to walk it out. So this is basically what's happening at the end of chapter 10. He's transitioning now into a conversation about faith. And we know chapter 11 is the great faith chapter. Chapter 12, he exhorts us to keep our eyes on Jesus who's the author and perfecter of our faith. And so he's moving into the practicality of what a life of faith looks like. But he's wrapping up this section with a reminder. And the reminder is for those who are reading this letter that they should remember their former days, those very first days when they were enlightened, when they came to an understanding of who Jesus is and what that meant for their lives, that at that point they entered into their relationship with God with great conflict and suffering. As was the case for many during the New Testament times, there was persecution. There was a price to pay to follow Jesus. And he's reminding these Jewish believers that when they came out of Judaism and came into Christianity, that they endured conflict of suffering. We know that persecution broke out in Jerusalem. We see it in the book of Acts. And there was what we call the diaspora. There was the sending out of many, many believers. Many of them would have been Jews who went out of Jerusalem into the northern region of Judea and even into Asia. Asia Minor, and as far as Greece and that part of the world, we find that there are Jewish believers in the churches of Paul throughout the first century. And so those movements happened because of persecution, because people had to flee for their lives. And he says, during those former days of your time of believing in Christ, you endured these persecutions. You actually became sharers with those 
those who were already being persecuted. So he's reminding them to remember those former days when they actually showed sympathy to those who were imprisoned. He's not talking about prisoners who were imprisoned because of doing bad deeds. He's talking about those who were imprisoned because of their faith in Christ. And they were willing to joyfully accept that their property had been seized. See, they had endured persecution at a very practical level, something that probably will never happen in the lifetime of most of the listeners of this podcast. Perhaps, maybe it will. And if it does, this is a great reminder for us. If we ever come to that place where we endure persecution, we need to do it joyfully. We need to have the attitude of confidence, knowing that our reward is not in this life. We have a greater reward. And he encourages them in verse 36 to endure because we are going to receive a promise that is greater than anything we could receive in this life. So perspective is always at the forefront of the Christian journey. No matter what we face in this life in regards to hardship and suffering, God has promised us something great. And he says, because the promise is sure, we can endure. I didn't mean to make that rhyme, but it just came out that way this morning. So because the promise is sure, we can endure. That is the foundation of our endurance. We're not enduring just so we can prove that we're fully committed to the cause. We're enduring because we know what the future holds and we can have confidence. And then he makes this statement in verse 37, for yet in a little while, he who is coming will come and he will not delay. Now, we can debate about what this verse means, but I'll tell you in the context of this letter and everything that I have tried to explain over the course of our study of this letter, I believe that the statements about the coming of the Lord and about the impending judgment of God upon Israel by the hands of the Roman Empire were at the forefront of the thinking of this author. He was explaining to these Jewish believers that Jesus is coming, so to speak, in judgment. And he says when he comes, he wants to find faith. And he does not take any pleasure in those who shrink back and begin to doubt whether or not they're fully committed, whether or not they're fully in to this belief in who he is and what he has done for them. And he says that when he comes, he wants to find faith. And he says, we are not of those who shrink back. We're not of those that because of hardship or because of struggle or because of peer pressure from our fellow countrymen to come back to Judaism that we say, oh, okay, we'll go back to that and we'll shrink back from our faith in Christ. He says, God takes no pleasure in that. And so it's an encouragement for us today to remain steadfast. But first and foremost is an encouragement for these first century Jewish believers to keep their eye on the ball, so to speak, to stay focused on their relationship with the Lord, no matter what swirls around them. 
You know, if you do a historical study of the events of A.D. 70, when Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans, there are very noteworthy historians of the first century, Josephus being one and foremost, among others that wrote during that time. Josephus was a Jew. He was not a believer. He was an objective historian of the time. And he says that at the time of the destruction of Jerusalem, there was no believing Jew left in the city. It's because those who believed in Christ, those who were steadfast in their faith, heeded the warnings that they had received, beginning with Jesus in his earthly ministry when he prophesied the very events that were going to happen, and heeding the encouragement of the apostles who wrote many of the letters of the New Testament, and they left the city because they knew that he who was coming was coming soon. I mean, the writer says that yet in a very little while. You know, when a writer of a New Testament says in a very little while, that means in a very little while. That means a short time period. It doesn't mean 2,000 years later. It means that it's coming and it's coming soon. And so the Jewish believers who were steadfast in their faith fled the city They found refuge in other places away from the destructive hands of the Roman Empire, and they survived. And so there's nothing cowardly about finding refuge in a time of trouble, even in a practical way. And Jesus gave the warning, and the apostles encouraged the believers, find refuge during these times of judgment. And that is the context for what the writer of Hebrews is encouraging his readers in these final verses of chapter 10. And he's reminding them that what's most important is your faith, that God takes pleasure in those who have faith in him and don't shrink back. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.